Welcome to the Boss Doll Podcast, a podcast for all dolls doing business. I'm your host, Caroline Kalensos, and you're listening to Episode 3, Aim High. The famous saying, dress to impress, is permanently changed in my book. I say, dress for success instead. I truly believe that it's important that our decisions, both professionally and personally, reflect being the best version of ourselves. We shouldn't dress to impress others. Our actions and being the humans we are should impress others. And how we dress is an extra bonus. If anyone knows me, they know I totally love fashion from designer bags to fabulous fur vests. My closet is full of them. However, my work ethic is just as high quality. My point is, I dress the way I do because sure, it looks good, but I do it because it makes me feel the most confident, which is what I need to produce the success I do as boss doll and CEO at Posh PR. If I wasn't confident in myself, my fellow PR dolls and clients would see that. How could I expect them to be confident in me if I'm not confident in myself? I'm totally not saying we all can't have bad days because we're human. We just need to make sure that we're making decisions in our everyday lives that make us feel our best. For me, applying my MAC Candy Yum Yum lipstick every single morning might be one of those things. I look at it as not only am I applying my lipstick, but I'm applying my confidence. Now, that might sound silly to some people, but who cares? It's what makes me feel my most confident. Like I just said, it may sound silly to some people, but you know what, dolls? There will always be people who don't agree with the things we do or say. That's why it's important we're dressing for our own success and not just to impress. Let me tell you, you can be anything you want to be in this whole entire world. You can be a boss and still love all things pink. I mean, have you heard of a pink power suit? I digress. Yes, it's a thing in my closet and my closet is full of them. I talk about this often because it's so relatable to women today. When I first decided to open Posh PR, sitting on my pink flamingo pool float, I called my sweet mama and told her, Mother, I'm going to open a company that's going to help female entrepreneurs live their dream life, and I'm going to wear a tool skirt while, while I'm doing this. You see, that tool skirt was such a key detail to my idea because I had never felt like I could actually wear a tool skirt to work and medical sales and be taken seriously. I mean, sure, I totally could have, but there was nowhere in the handbook that said no tool skirts allowed. But what doctor in, you know, as a national sales manager in medical sales was going to look at the girl in the tool skirt and say, yeah, I'm totally going to write prescriptions for her. (laughs) So looking back, that makes me sad because the tool skirt was 100% me. I wish I was more confident. I wish I would have just worn the tool skirt. But here's the thing. Now I have more tool skirts than I can count. And they're a staple in my wardrobe and an icon at Posh PR. Unfortunately, stereotypes are a thing, whether we notice them or not. I never wanted to be stereotyped as the girly, blonde, Barbie-loving girl because I thought, gosh, are they going to think I'm a dumb blonde? Are they not going to give me a chance? But today, I'm here to tell you, 
I'm proving them wrong, and so will you. Stereotypes only exist if we let them. So be true to yourself. Wear the tool skirt, dye your hair pink, do what makes you confident. Dolls, I am so thrilled to be chatting with the fabulous and super successful fashionista, Sydney Sadik. She's a 26-year-old fashion and lifestyle expert and a regular contributor on The Today Show, E! News, Inside Edition, and Good Morning America. She actually recently published a book titled Aim High that is the perfect hybrid of fashion and goal setting. Sydney, I'm so honored to chat with you today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay, so before we get started, I actually have a few icebreaker questions to okay. begin with. <laughs> so don't make fun of me. Um, but number, <laughs> number one, what is your signature drink? So most people find this to be very surprising. I'm not big into alcohol. So I would say my signature drink is sparkling water. And if I'm going really crazy with a slice of orange. Oh my gosh, stop it. I love it. I love it. Um, okay. So second, confetti or glitter? Glitter always. Love it. Um, and third question, your favorite fashion designer? I would say right now, I'm really loving Bottega Veneta. Ooh, I love that. Okay. Um, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, so I'm just, first of all, I'm just like so excited because true story, one of my PR dolls actually came to the office. She walked into the doll HQ. Her name is also Sydney and she was wearing your shirt, your aim high t-shirt. And, and it sparked up this whole conversation, um, about you. And truly I have been just so inspired ever since. So first tell us, tell us a little bit more about just you, you know, your, your background, where you're from, you know, what made you to just, to, to decide to head towards a career in fashion. Well, by the way, when I saw Sydney tag me in her post, I was like, who is this adorable girl who I share the same name with? It was like the best bubbly energy. So you seem to be very lucky to have her on board. <laughs> so that's oh, I love that. that. But for me, I grew up in New York City, so it was, you know, surrounded by fashion and all the incredible just stores and the industry of being right in the center of New York City. And I really knew very quickly that fashion was my passion, for lack of words, but that was really sort of the truth. It came to the point where I was applying for colleges and my parents felt that I had never had an overnight experience. So instead of applying or not even applying for just going to summer, you know, camp or team core programs like my friends were doing, which didn't appeal to me. I was like, if I'm going to go away from my parents, like there better be an outcome. And if I could find college courses where I could get credit towards my degree, then that would be to be the best, you know, sort of solution. So I applied to Harvard summer program and I got in, I had to select what classes I was going to take. And I was looking and everything was very much numerical and into business. And then I saw these few classes that were around journalism. So I selected them. I'd never had experience before. And for one of the classes, once I applied and got in, my first assignment for the one class was to start a blog on something that you're passionate about. And immediately that was fashion and it was called Style Solutions. And I was posting my outfit pictures around Cambridge, Massachusetts. Everyone started reading the blog at the program. 
then my friends at home started finding out about it. And it sort of became this like word of mouth thing that I had launched this, you know, daily site. And once I got back to New York for my senior year, I knew that I wanted to continue it, but I didn't just want to post pictures myself. I wanted to tell stories and bring out, you know, people's love for fashion in different ways. So I decided that I was going to start interviewing celebrities. And the way that I was able to start doing that was I saw that there was a book appearance for Rihanna. And I asked my Spanish teacher in class if I could leave early. And I go and I'm waiting in a three-hour line around the Barnes & Noble, which is the first Barnes & Noble to now carry my book, which is ironic. And I get up to Rihanna after waiting and waiting. I asked her to sign my book, but not only to write her name, but if she could put down her favorite accessory. Um, I mean, her favorite, <laughs> her favorite fashion item. They were accessories. And, you know, it was just like this thing that I was able to turn into an article that kind of went viral. And from there, I just knew that I, it wasn't just about being in fashion. It was the journalism element in conjunction to the fashion industry that I loved, the merging and molding of both. And I then became a journalism major at George Washington University in D.C. And I had interned in the media department for Rachel Zoe, the marketing side of Oprah Magazine, and then an internship at the Daily Front Row, which is the long-running Bible of New York Fashion Week. And I had freelanced for them throughout college and became an editor upon graduation. And from there, that's, you know, where I really sort of solidified my craft. But I always knew that I wanted to be on air. And so after being there as an editor for two years and eight years in total, being an intern and freelancing, I knew that it was time to transition, you know, to the new form of media, which was video. That's amazing. I have goosebumps, truly, when I, when I hear this story, because, you know, so many, so many girls, you know, growing up, I mean, you know, we're told, I was told, well, Caroline doll, there's no money in fashion. There's mm -hmm. no honey. You know, why do you, why do you want to do fashion PR? Right. And, you know, here's the thing. You know, I believe you take your God-given gifts, you marry them with what you're passionate about, you're unstoppable. And that is exactly what it seems like that you have done. And it's it's such an inspiration. And, and P.S., we are about an hour and a half uh, from D.C., so... I'm very familiar with, you know, the, the area, um, you know, where you went to school. And this is just, it's such, I mean, goosebumps is like not even, I can't even define. I mean, this is just, it's so, it's so cool. So tell, tell me more about, you know, the behind the scenes of publishing a book, because I'm assuming that, okay, yes, you know, being in journalism and, you know, being a storyteller, you know, I'm assuming, I mean, did you always want to publish a book? And, and if, if so, if not, just tell us more about the inspiration behind Aim High. Yeah. So I had always wanted to write a book. I feel like everything I'm doing right now, my career I've wanted, I just didn't know even as a college student, which was really only like four years ago when it would all play out. And it's definitely happened, you know, faster than I probably thought, but that's sort of the kind of person I am. When I put energy out into the universe, I expect results quickly. I'm an idea person, but I'm also really an executor. And I think that's something that a lot of people forget that ideas are great, but being able to execute is a whole different ballgame. But for the book, I had actually got approached by my publisher to write a book for them. And I had, you know, dabbled with other ideas of books before and those will probably end up becoming future books. But the whole notion of Aim High was to really present the story that goes behind the scenes of when people see me on camera. I mean, my segments on today, E, those were, you know, six to eight minutes tops, sometimes three minutes. And I was finding that once my segments ended, I was getting tons of DMs from women and men from around the country of all different ages, 
backgrounds and they just wanted more than what I could present in those few minutes. They wanted advice on confidence, on building your personal style. And these sorts of topics, you can't just say them in three minutes. You need the room of a book to be able to express that. And so that's really what it was to show how people can develop their personal styles, how to bring out confidence from within, because confidence is the one accessory that never goes out of style. And also how to, you know, go after your dreams. The last thing I wanted to do at 26 was to appear because I have a book. Like I feel like I've done it all. And, you know, I'm sure to many, you know, it looks like I've made it and, you know, that's great. But for me, I'm always someone who challenges myself and always wants to climb the next step in the ladder and go after things that are bigger and better and stronger. And that's sort of me what aim high is. It's about the journey. Oh my goodness. More, more goosebumps. Um, you know, something that, that I always say, you know, cause I, I also, you know, I, I get asked this question all the time about, Oh, Caroline, you know, how do you, you know, where do you credit your success to? Which I'm sure I'm probably going to ask you that question later, but you know, it's, it's not truly about the success because at the end of the day, you know, you know, someone like, like you, you know, who is you're, you're highly, highly motivated. You're constantly chasing the next level of success. So it is the journey. It's the journey that defines you, not necessarily the success because you're always going to want more, not because you want more, but because you know that you're capable of it. Right. Exactly. So, it's so true. And, and I love that. And, and, you know, you, you touched a little bit about, you know, personal style in, in particular. And I, I love that, you know, in, from a branding and PR perspective, we, we help our clients a lot with, you know, their personal style within their brand, not like what you do. You are, you know, obviously the queen of fashion to say the least, but how would you describe your own personal style? I definitely think that I'm trendy and feminine, but with a little bit of an edge. I would say it's kind of changing as I get older. And I feel like that's sort of what's supposed to happen until you're at a certain point in life. But, you know, I love color. I love pattern. I'm not afraid of metallics and sparkle and glitter, as you said before. But I know it looks good on me at this point. And I think style is just as much about silhouette and fit because when you feel good in something and you feel like it you know, where it's like it fits you like a glove. It's no longer about, you know, the clothes wearing you, you're wearing the clothes. And at least even during this pandemic, I always say like, to me, we've really seen even more of an emphasis on personal style because it's not about fitting into what's cool or, you know, what they're saying on Vogue Runway is the most popular designer to own. Like this is really about embracing you. And that's what I try to do every day that I get up. I think if you look at my Instagram profile, like every outfit kind of looks different. But to me, that's how I have fun. I like challenging myself into finding new ways of putting pieces together and trying new brands and just always sort of challenging myself to take the next step in that way. I love that. I mean, and there, there's so many women that struggle to say, okay, how am I supposed to take my personal style and, and also be professional. You know, we, we try to help our clients with that a lot on the PR side, but from, from your perspective, what advice would you give to someone that is looking for that, you know, the expert tips on taking personal style and infusing it with professionalism? I think truly that the way that you dress affects your mood. So if you're the kind of person who, when you wear sweatpants, you feel like you're ready to fall asleep. That's not the, you know, the outfit to wear if you're going on a Zoom meeting. 
So it's really about finding the pieces that you feel like you're ready to tackle on a day's worth of goals. And that takes a lot of trial and error. And that's different for everybody. But even for me, like I try to wear structured clothing when I, by the time when I start my day to, you know, my last meeting of the day, and then I get changed and I get comfy, but you know, it's about dressing for what you want to achieve. And that's why the tagline of the book is style your life, achieve your goals, because they go hand in hand. That's a hundred percent, a hundred percent correct. I mean, I know I was in my office this weekend working, you know, it was Saturday and Sunday and I was like, you know what, I'm totally just going to wear my yoga pants, some slippers. I'm not going to do my makeup. It's going to be great. I was not as productive. And, and that probably sounds just insane, but truly I was like, okay, wait a minute. I don't have my lipstick on. My hair is not done. I didn't feel pretty. I didn't feel confident in what I was wearing. I went and I changed, went back to my office and I totally tackled the rest of my day. I mean, what you're saying, I can relate to completely. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. It's a real thing. And I don't think a lot of women necessarily realize it, but if you really then think about it, there's truth. I mean, on Sundays, it's, you know, if people pay attention, like they'll see, I don't really talk that much on camera on Sundays because on my phone, on Instagram, because Sundays is my day to kind of chill and not care also how I look, give my skin a break from makeup. It's not even about confidence for me. It's just like, I don't feel like there's anything necessarily for me to show. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, that makes perfect sense. And, you know, speaking of confidence, I mean, you, regardless though, Sunday or not, I mean, you always appear so confident. No matter what you're wearing, no matter what you're doing, what you're saying, you exude confidence all the time. How, how do you do that? You know, I think first with age, you start minimizing things that seem so important that really aren't. You know, I'm a sensitive person. So even like at the start of the pandemic, I would say I was a lot more sensitive then than how I am now, just because the more public you are in your career, the more room there is for people to come out of the woodwork. And so honestly, it's kind of like having negative situations that also bring that confidence out. Like you kind of have to see how ugly it can get. You know what I mean? To then realize that you can overcome it and be stronger than that. But, you know, for me, too, I have a very strong foundation of a great family who's always really supportive. For me, confidence is also something measured in results. So the fact when I see that I'm accomplishing things, that makes me feel that, you know, like I'm validating what I'm putting out there, which also helps. And, you know, I think it's also just really having my followers who really, you know, are so engaged and write to me every day. And they make me feel confident because they respond to what I'm saying and what I'm showing. And, you know, it's a really sweet relationship. And I think if it wasn't for this pandemic, that wouldn't have happened um, because I would never be on Instagram this much. But having good people around you, whether it's on Instagram or just in your life off your phone, is really important. People are everything. A hundred percent. And so I don't, I don't know if you know what your love language is, but for me, mine is words of affirmation. And what you just said just really hit home for me because 
Truly, when I, you know, and I know it sounds so silly, but when I go to my Instagram and I go to our, you know, private Facebook group and I'm reading, you know, some of the things that our, our tribe, our people are saying, I'm like, okay, girl, I'm confident because I'm accomplishing goals for us internally, for our brands, but also for our clients. And they're telling me they love me. So then that just makes me feel better because my love language is words of affirmation. Yeah, mine probably is too, honestly. I feel like with guys, I need every form of love language, but I feel good. Yes, I literally, I look at my husband and I'm like, baby, tell me why you love me today. Don't, I, and it has to be a new reason you've never told me before and it's better make it good. Maybe that's probably <laughs> how I'll be at like one day. <laughs> I love that. Um, okay. Well, this might seem like a silly question, but you know, break, I want to break it down to the basics. What, what does fashion truly mean to you? Fashion to me is sort of like your canvas and platform to really showing the real you. I was very shy when I was growing up. I literally did not have a voice. I was completely the opposite of who I am today. I don't really know when it all changed, but I just remember that I had no interest in speaking to anybody at school, but I did have an interest in wearing the loudest dress that I had in my closet with, you know, lizard shoes. The dress was like a bug printed dress. It was velvet. It was colorful. And like, to me, that felt good. So fashion to me is what feels good. It's how we can express ourselves visually. And it's a way for us to send messages to the people around us for how we want to be perceived. Yeah, 100%. I, I love that. And of course, I have to ask you the, the question that you knew was coming. But I mean, truly, I mean, you've you've had so much success to be only 26 years old. And, you know, if you really think about it, yes, you know, you, you've spoken to having, you know, a really incredible, you know, you know, fo- followers around you, your family. But is there anything that you can say, you know what? I am successful because of this. And and what advice can you give to young women with dreams like yours? I think I'm successful because of myself, because I am my biggest competitor. I don't look at people around me. I just look at myself and I hold myself to the highest standard. And I like to kind of like challenge myself. It's almost like a mind game with me. Like, how can I just keep going, going and going? And I think when you have that kind of mentality where nothing can stop your motivation, it pushes you unlike anything else. I mean, you are, you know, your best and your worst enemy, essentially, as people. But that, yeah. No, I, I love this so much. Literally, I, okay. First of all, can we be best friends? Because I feel like I've met my, my long lost like sister yes, here. And second, my cyber BFF. <laughs> I love it. Uh, But truly, I mean, you know, the only thing that's holding anyone back from living the life that they've always dreamed of living is themselves. You know, we have people all the time that are like, well, I want, I want to be successful. I want to be this. I want to be that. But first of all, define success because, you know, your version of success might be totally different than what I'm thinking you're thinking here. And second of all, you're the only thing stopping you. Your success equals your work ethic. And and I 100%, the second that you said that you credit your success to you, I literally typed on my computer. Yes, girl. (laughs) That is so funny. (laughs) I I think a lot of people like, you know, I I say this to a lot of girls who I mentor and I, I mentor people all the time, but like they all expect others to do for them 
And that not only really doesn't end up working out very well, or if it does, it's only for a period of time, there's no longevity, but it's really not as rewarding. That's for sure. Absolutely. And, and, you know, if you want a different end result, you can't keep doing the same thing today. I mean, you know this, if you want a different tomorrow, you have to change the things you're doing today. So only you can do that. I love it. I love it. Okay. So tell me, tell me this, what is next for you, for the brand, you know, another book that you can leak details on? Tell us all the things. So right now I have a lot of things going on. I'm super focused on lunchtime with Sydney, which is my daily Instagram live show. And I bring on a different celeb, athlete, designer, chef every day. We've had over, it'll be our 150th episode actually this coming Monday. And it's just completely blown up into not only a place for people to come to feel less alone during their lunch breaks, but it's also become a place for brands to get involved and to really help get in touch with a new audience in a really interactive and authentic way. I mean, we have like eight brand partnerships for December already lined up that are huge. And like, I just, it's so fun being able to meet, like, to me, this is the most rewarding thing that I've ever done is take an idea that was nothing and see it grow in eight months to an actual place that is now really considered to be its own entity with people pitching me and big celebrities reaching out to me to come on. And it's just like really interesting to watch. So there's that. And I am launching a special item for the holidays that should be out next week. I think we're announcing it, which is crazy already. It's in fashion and um, it's really exciting and it'll be available limited edition for all to shop and more TV segments and just keeping on growing. And we'll definitely, you know, another book will happen at some point and uh, it's just continuing the brand and growing and growing. And I feel like grown the most in 2020 and the pandemic has been like the biggest blessing in disguise for my career, the biggest, you know, enemy for my social life, but it's kind of how life works out and different periods of your life are meant to be focused on different things. And for me right now, it's my career. I love it. That That's incredible. Okay. So first, um, totally think I have a client for you for your lunchtime oh, with awesome. Sydney. So we'll talk about that. And <laughs> um, I to be on this wait list for whatever you're launching because I want all of it and whatever it is. So please it's let me know. It's cozy. <laughs> I'm so excited. So, okay. I have, I have one last question that I like secretly want yeah. to know to be completely honest. What staple designer piece do you have your eyes on right now? I am so boring. Like, <laughs> I feel like there hasn't been, well, that's not true. I actually just did splurge on something. And like I said before, Bottega Veneta has my heart right now. And they're like oversized sort of interesting like hexagon shaped sunglasses. I did have my eyes on those for a while. And to be honest with you, I kind of forgot about them because I pre-ordered them a month and a half ago and they just arrived on Saturday. Um, So those are the items that I definitely had my eyes out on and they've arrived and they are fabulous. I love it. Yeah, and I'm also waiting to see what Louis Um, Sadiqi comes out with for her next line of headbands. I'm always excited to see that. 
Ooh, no, I, I love that. You know, I, my rule is I only let myself buy a designer item if I'm rewarding myself, which might sound silly. So I remember prior to Posh PR, I was in medical sales and I would put $50 in a bank account every single Friday so I could save up for whatever piece that I was going to purchase once I hit a sales goal. So I bet you can totally relate to that. Yeah. Um, but of course, I think it's really nice I, to treat yourself. You know, to save up to three. And like, I always say for me, I spend the least amount of money, obviously, on trendy pieces and things that go out of style. But when it comes to like a designer item, it has to be something I know will last me, you know, forever, basically. Yeah, for for sure. I think that's amazing. You are amazing. I love everything. I'm obsessed with you. And it has been just truly an honor to to have you on, you know, the Boss Style podcast and I'm so excited to follow along with your journey. So where where can everyone find you? Tell us tell us where we can you follow. You can along. find me on Instagram at @sydneyfadick and Aim High is available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble and your local bookstores. I love it. Sydney, thank you so much. You're a doll. You're amazing. And I am just truly honored to, thank to know you. Thank you for having 100%. me. And I also, by the way, love that like doll is part of your whole brand. I think it's so cute. And like, I just, I love it. I think it's adorable. Oh, thank you. I, I appreciate that. I, we always say when you stay true to yourself, you have no competition. You so, <laughs> all right, Sydney, you're amazing. I am so excited to continue to follow along and I will hopefully chat with Sounds you soon. Good. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. Dolls, I just loved chatting with Sydney so much. I can't tell you how amazing it is to combine two of my favorite things fashion and business. After listening to this episode, I want you to remember we all have our own story. Whether it's finding success at the young age of 26 like Sydney or finding it when you're 60, there's no right way to live your life. Each person has their own story. There's no one else like you and that is your greatest gift in this world. So, This week, when you wake up in the morning and pick your outfit for the day, remember, don't just dress to impress, dress for your success. Put on what makes you feel your best and go take on the day. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. I cannot wait for all the things to come. XOC. XOC.